Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I don't think I've ever explained why that's my Twitter. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm here as always with my co-host Brandon. You can follow me, him, and me, but follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Strong start, bud. Strong start. But yeah, we fine. all know it's it's not how you start. Start. It's how you finish. Um, I'm excited to talk Cincinnati today, better known as since the shitty, Whoa. the nasty, and not Cleveland. Um, so pumped. Excited. Yes. Pleasure to be here. There you go. Um, somebody that's supposed to be here is uh producer Seth. He's I don't know, trying to figure out how to use his computer. Insert old man screaming, like taking my computer, putting it in his whatever it is, recycle bin gif. Uh, you can block him if you haven't already done it. It's on Twitter, it's at say top five, S-E-T-A-H five. That's just gonna keep you from I don't know. Reading a bunch of dumb stuff. You'll still like Jaden Ivy. He Ooh. doesn't show up in big games. Ooh. Ouch. Speaking of big games, we're here to talk about week four when we're going to go to at preseason ranked number 15 Cincinnati. This game is going to take place September 24th, time to be determined at Nippert Stadium, I believe. Brandon, this is the oldest college football stadium or one of the oldest college football stadiums in the country. Cool. It's in Cincinnati located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, Tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but based on looking at their preseason schedule, I believe it's three 30 noon, three 30. This game screams, unfortunately a seven, eight o'clock kick. Um, or noon on ESPN. Uh, I would, I would, I would pay a lot of money for that to be a noon ESPN kick, as you opposed to a both, night brother. game. You so, both. your chance of survival goes up drastically. Mine, if it's a, if it's a noon yes. game, we'll get we'll get into that later. Absolutely. Well, hours maybe. It sounds like you want to go. I just forgot to invite you. Um, speaking of that's invited, out there now. Ouch. Yeah, that's out there. I didn't forget to invite you. I mean, I don't have to invite you to Cincinnati. I, don't I want live you there. to want me. I want Seth to join. It says he's <laughs> joining everybody, but I don't. He's not here. Uh, while we wait, um, and he interrupts us at some point, I'm sure uh, we'll get into our history lesson. Last matchup, don't need to talk about it. It was last year. It was very disappointing. I don't didn't write down the score because I forgot. Lost by 14. Much closer game than that. Um, all-time record, IU leads 9-4-2. and two. Um, Head coach for the Cincinnati Bearcats is uh, Luke Fickle. Cannot believe he's still there. It's going to be his fifth season. He's 48-15. and 15. Um, 
this is a little fun fact I threw in here, Brandon, and I hope you can appreciate it. I should have taken it off of your time, off of your outline so that you trivia. There's a really great trivia question. Great Since question. 2004, listen to these coaches at Cincinnati. Mark D'Antonio. I knew that one. Brian Kelly. I knew that one. Butch Jones. Did not know that one. I think he's a governor, Tommy Tuberville. And Luke Fickle. Tuberville. Tuberville, whatever. I'm going to call him Tuberville. It's good <laughs> enough. Um, the, those are the four coach or the one, two, three, four, five coaches they've had since 2004. Let's read IU's five coaches since 2004. Jerry DiNardo. Uh, he's on Big Ten Network. Terry Hepner, rest in R.I.P. Bill Lynch. Last I knew, he was head coach of Butler football, I think. Not there anymore, as far as I know. Kevin Wilson, uh, he's doing okay, just not a head coach. And uh, the savior coach, Tom Allen. So one of Love the, you, Tom. Yes. One or well, two, I guess you can count Hep. Uh, would I would consider to be solid coaches. Uh, but if you put those two up against each other, those two resumes are um, well outmatched. Which I'm going to do uh, Seth's job for you. Bill Lynch uh, coached at DePauw, and he is enjoying mm-hmm. retirement. Co- oh, he retired. Correct. Did they beat Wabash, and then he just said, out? Good for him. You know, right out on a high. Um, speaking of that, Seth is here now. Um, everybody in your vehicles or whatever you're listening to this on, just wave. He'll see it. Um, new thing we're adding in is uh, we're going to talk about the team that we're playing their schedule up into the game against IU. Cincinnati has got uh, what Seth, I'm pretty sure, referred to in the group text as a cake schedule outside of really two games. Um, they start at Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, were they six? They're going to be good. Yeah, said- they're going to be good. That quarterback, six and a half point dog at Arkansas, and then they play Kennesaw State. Hammer Arkansas. I yeah, will be putting a lot too. of money on that game. Lots of money. Uh, they play Sui. at home against. Yes, I play at home against Kennesaw State. Uh, they play the weird game. Brandon and I were like, "Why are you playing this game?" Game um, at Miami of Ohio. Let's go Redbirds. And then IU. At home, which, uh, yeah, please don't be Smell a night one and three. Please don't be a night. Smell game. one and three. Yep. I'm telling you, man, that at Miami is a, that's a bad schedule for them. I mean, I'm not saying Miami's great, but they're not Miami. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be on the sidelines. You know it. Uh, and and Ben a, own and Ben owns Cincinnati. So there you go. Probably not a good omen for him to be on anybody's sideline anymore, but I Thank guess you I'm, seven. Thank you. Hey. Seven. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about Cincinnati's key players, unless you have anything else to talk about, like their I'm program or anything else. Going. That's cool. Well, hey, they're key players, uh, quarterbacks. Do you want to talk about quarterbacks or no? Should we let Seth talk about it since he loves? Sure. Uh, Evan Peters, the actor, I mean, quarterback, Prater, sorry, Evan Prater's uh, aficionado. Yeah, he was uh, 2019 Ohio Mr. Football out of Wyoming, uh, small school in Cincinnati. He's a top four quarterback coming out of Ohio. I think he was uh, he's exactly the kind of dual threat quarterback that Luke Fickle can use to exploit defenses. Maybe not this year so much, but he has at least three years of eligibility left. So 
Um, I think this is his growing year. Yeah, I think that I think you see both of them. I think it's been Bryant, the uh, I, from what I read, he's a former Cincinnati quarterback and then transferred to Eastern Michigan and now transferring back to Cincinnati. You know There's, what happens when you have two quarterbacks? You have. So what? don't worry, we can't do that because right now we have two quarterbacks. Nope, we only um, have one and it's Baz. Okay. We have a very high-end backup. There you go. Uh, ben Bryant threw for over 3,000 yards last year, 14 touchdowns. Um, so, again, you know, take that with what you will. At Eastern Michigan, Evan Prater, as Seth hinted to, a four-star recruit in 2020, um, 24-7 comparison, second-round draft pick. They think he's pretty similar as far as skill set to Colin Kaepernick, who I think most of us haven't seen for a long time. So um, hopefully we get the Colin Kaepernick of now and uh, we don't see Evan Prater. So um, I guess as long as we know what we're getting into with Ben Bryant, I think that's the better scenario with IU as opposed to having Prater coming in with little to no uh, game film on him. So um, anything else you want to add on the quarterbacks before we move on a little bit around their, their, well, I, I have a, their I have offense? a stick on sure. my, uh, another um, sports show I do uh, when I do, when I do gambling advice and I basically say no quarterback, no chance. Um, IU was a perfect example of that in the last third of their schedule um, last year. They, they just didn't have a chance. They, they had no quarterback. Um, I don't care if it's Ben Bryant or Evan Prater. Um, it's not going to matter. Um, Desmond Ritter was such an important part to their offense. Um, if we were maybe playing uh, Cincinnati in week six, week eight, week 10, maybe uh, a first-year quarterback would scare me. Um, but Eastern Michigan and a guy who hasn't played before, um, against the defense, uh, that IU is going to roll out there, um, scares me very, very little. Yeah. It scares me that we're not scared. I think, well, when I say we, I think it's just you and I, but, um, let's talk a little bit more about their team. Now the running back wide receiver room, and and I'm going to, you know, let's just do this now, Brandon. Um, on all, we, we went through this pre-pod before Seth jumped in. The QB1. Gone. This is from 2021. Gone. RB1. Gone. Gone. Wide receiver one. Gone. Wide receiver two. Gone. Um, that's it on the offense. Let's go over to the defense. DB1. Gone. DB2. Gone. Safety one. Gone. Interior D, D lineman one. Gone. Gone. Defensive end, gone. Number one linebacker, gone. Gone. So you've lost six starters to the NFL on defense. I lost count on offense. I think it's six on offense as well. Um, the one thing that they do have going for them, uh, they're pretty deep, I guess you would say, as far as like on paper talent goes in the wide receiver and running back room. Um, but again, unproven. We haven't seen really any of them. They so- got a little. Late transfer from LSU, right, Brandon? I, yeah, yeah. Running back. Not, to, not to cut you off, but I feel like I'm getting I'm getting deja vu. We've already done this preview when we covered Illinois. No proven quarterback, very good offensive line, a lot of questions in the skill positions, and a decent defense with a linebacker and DB here. That this sounds like the Illinois team. It yeah. really does. Like I. You know, the, the old the office, like this is the same picture. 
Corporate wants you to tell a difference. Cincinnati and Illinois seem like the same team to me. Am, am I far off with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, other than the fact that uh, – go ahead, Seth. Luke Fickle, baby. Yeah, the coach, I think. Although, I mean, I mean, I know we hate on Bioma, but he's Bart. got a pretty decent track record too. So, um, but uh, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, I get it. I just think that they're this darling team that everybody wants to love in the media. I, I mean, the fact they came in at 15th after losing that much talent. I mean, they're banking a lot on just potential. That's it. Um, I mean, you could, anybody's screaming at the radio, oh, you was 17, or I guess radio. I hope you're not listening to us on the radio. That'd be weird. Um, but uh, in, that's different. IU returned their quarterback, their running backs, their wide receivers, that everybody across the board, and uh, it just didn't quite turn out that way. No you quarterback, know, no you, chance, man. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's talk defense real quick. Oh, offensive line, as Brandon said, really good offensive line. All five starters return um all including three all uh what what are they what are they in? american american A-C- athletic conference A-A- yeah aac selections three of them aac selections so man i should know this um are they moving to the big 12 they yeah. are moving to the big 12 yeah interesting okay that'll make my brandon brando's randos an interesting question yeah i saw a thing where um i was doing a little bit of research on them yesterday and I saw an article that Baylor is already previewing them. I think it's as soon as next year. Is it Seth? Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, good for them, I guess. Um, defense. So they lost six starters to the NFL. As I said before, uh, the linebackers are going to be okay. Deshaun pace, a decent linebacker returning from last year, 94 tackles, four interceptions, uh, his brother joining him, transferring in from Miami of Ohio, an all-MAC linebacker last year, 60 tackles for Ivan, four sacks, 13 tackles for loss. So two what seem like pretty dynamic linebackers um, will be back this year. Well, one will be back, one transferring in, should start in there. Um, and then the one guy returning back in the defensive backfield, Arquan Bush, Brandon. Yeah, no, he's, he's good. He's going to play in the NFL. Yeah. Three picks last year. Uh, I mean, one inter- – I think he had the big interception. Yep. Um, one interception, two pass breakups against IU last year. Again, lost Kobe Bryant, Sauce Gardner, Brian Cook, all off to the NFL in the defensive backfield. So, there's a lot to replace. Um, so, uh, let's get right into the key matchups. Brandon, I'll, I'll let you do um, – do you have the same ones as me? I can't remember if we did different ones or do you have anything other than me? Uh, no, I mean, um, I think the big thing is going to be, and it's going to be a reoccurring broken record here, um, is going to be IU's defense. And I think in this game specifically, the DBs against the quarterback. If we turn these guys over, I'm having a hard time finding how these guys score, right? Um, and if Big Play J or Taiwan can make them one-dimensional, and we can, well, we never really stack the box for some dumb reason. Um, but if we can make them one-dimensional, man, um, you're going to see in my prediction, I, I, I'm predicting that to happen. Um, I think this game, be, you know, the, the recipe for success becomes very clear. So, yeah, since he's quarterback uh, versus I use DBs, um, I mean, we, I mean, again, we largely shut down Desmond Ritter. It's not like the system had I use DBs 
Desmond Ritter made plays with his feet. When he made plays through the air, it was because he escaped the pocket. Can Evan Prater, can Benny Bryant do that? I don't know because nobody knows. Um, but, you know, Desmond Ritter was largely contained as much as you can with an NFL quarterback, right? Um, so that's why, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Cincinnati's quarterback play. Uh, you can say against our DBs, against our pass rush. I don't know why I did quotes. This is audio. Um, but, yeah, I think it's totally how I use defense plays against a Cincinnati quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you go back and look at, and I, I beg you not to do it because it's heartbreaking. Go back and look at last year's matchup. I mean, the three t- the three turnovers were the game. That was it. I mean, you can go back and talk about the McFadden ejection and whatever, but, I mean, coughing up the ball at the, what was the two, three-yard line um, where you could have gone back up seven, I think it was. Um you know, the two late interceptions from Penix, one of them, the pick six. I mean, kick it's return. and the kick return, right? Was that right after Dude, the half kick time? return was so that was brutal. big right after you know, a big touchdown. It was right, right after right yeah. after a big touchdown. Yeah. We went up seven and they tied the game right back. Just a lot of sloppy things. Now, a lot of that sloppiness is gone. I mean, the running back that fumbled is gone. Penix is gone. Um you know, I, I, you can't really say that the special team, I mean, it's, that was, it's going to happen at some point, I think usually in a season, but you know, just some sloppy coverage there. Um, you know, that's huge. That's huge. And so if they can clean up any of these mistakes, maybe force Cincinnati into something could be huge. So, um, my next matchup is I use offensive line to put against Malik van, but I, I don't know who else they're really bringing back. Van's a graduate uh, senior. He had three and a half sacks last year, nine for his career, 21 tackles for loss on the D end. Um, just keep pressure off the quarterback, whether it's Tut or whether it's Baz. Um, it's, it's a must man on the road and to give any sort of time to them, which is what they want. Both of them thrive when they can sit in the pocket against an inexperienced defensive backfield outside of um I already forgot his name <laughs> outside of Bush. Uh, I mean, they sh- those two are good enough to pick everything apart, especially Baz, who's out here throwing 66% for his career. Um, you know, just, just keep them upright. Give them some time to throw the football. I think that's massive. My last key matchup, Brandon, and then we can come can, back can to I, you. Can I, can I go one? I've, I've go one. ahead. Go ahead. Um, again, we touched on how much they lost in their defensive backfield. Um, so I think... Baz just has to make like you, you, you nailed it. He just has to make the easy plays. If he makes the easy plays, I think we control the ball. I think we control the clock. And I think this is going to come down to who, what team has the ball more. Um, Cause I think both teams are offensively challenged. I do. I think both teams are going to have a hard time to score. Um, if Baz can make simple throws against a weakened secondary, I won't say weak secondary because they do have a, a couple players that can certainly play. Uh, but I think, again, I think, uh, I think our quarterback play against their um, weakened defensive back room will be definitely something to watch. Yeah. Does this game scream almost like perfect matchup where you don't really know what you're getting from either team yet until you see them. Now we've, now they've seen Cincinnati. I didn't watch any of their spring game or anything, but People have seen kind of who can make plays and do some other things, but there's literally nothing. I've read so much just in the last couple of days about how like we're still guessing 
on who the quarterback's going to be. We're still guessing on. It's a little bit of clickbait. Well, nah, you're you're sold on Baz. I'm not totally sold there yet that he's going to start, but um, we'll we'll see what comes out of of fall camp. That's what I'm really excited. Hopefully they've got it open at at some point to get some media in there um, so we can figure out something, see some people run the football, see some people catch the football would be nice. Any of that stuff. Uh, see what's going on. So my last key matchup. Real quick note, real quick yeah. note on your key matchup, IU offensive line. Um, I meant to bring this up in the news. Luke Haggard ranked ninth best offensive tackle prospect going into the year. Seth and I were did the offensive line. We were rooting for the young guys to play. We 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 said we've seen Luke Haggard. So People apparently know trench play better than better than Seth and I, because uh, we we were we were rooting for uh, some of the younger guys to get snaps over Luke Haggard. But um, since you mentioned offensive line play, I, I do have to say Luke Haggard's name came up um, as the ninth best uh, NFL offensive tackle prospect going into the season. Well, there you Not go. in the Big Ten, in the no. entire there you college. go, the whole the whole thing, the whole shebang. You guys are just a couple of DBs cutting it up, trying to talk some O line, and uh, I get it, I get it. I mean, I would not have done any better, but um, and I think Seth was just so focused on saying Vinny, how do you Fiacable. say Fiacable. <laughs> that? I'm not sure he really had any sort of insight on anything else other than that. Um, all right, my last key matchup is myself versus uh, Cincinnatians. Um, they, they're they not the greatest of people, I don't think, at sporting events, at least. No offense if you're from Cincinnati. I'm sure you're fantastic. But um, I've had one experience in Cincinnati at like an actual like football game that I was rooting for the other team, and it was awful. Dude, I was like 12 years old. It was the fourth week of preseason. Uh, Colts, Bengals. And the Bengals won in like double overtime. Peyton Manning wasn't even like there. Like it just like doesn't matter at all. I had to listen to Welcome to the Jungle about 10,000 times uh, and then deal with like a bunch of drunk Skyline Chili Dogs stained beer belly buttholes like the whole time. And it was just not fun. So um, and not like actual like butthole as a person, like like loose butthole. Um, so, yeah, there you go. And if I have to hear who day or any of that stuff, at least I don't have to hear that. That's good, but whatever. Um, anything else you want to add key matchups or do you want to trash Cincinnati anymore? I, I think I've, I mean, I think I've gotten four or five digs in. I'm good. What do you guys think about skyline chili? The it's concept like- grosses me out. I can't say I've actually had it. I don't plan on it unless you know it's for a bit for something but no i've never had it but again the concept makes me want to vomit i i don't hate it i didn't hate it but it is covered in like a mountain of cheese and i'm pretty sure that if you cover anything in a mountain of cheese i'm probably gonna like it so um speaking of covering things in a mountain of cheese that's not that's not gonna work that's what these people don't do that's what they don't there you go that's right uh monon track clubs we were talking about mtc is indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the hoosier state they craft products tell stories and create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to indiana's running culture check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs which were yesterday that's tuesday um and just check out their gear dude i'm wearing a uh, an mtc shirt right now it's pretty cool 
says Monon Track Club a bunch. This is, this is audio. Says Again. have have a nice run. It's a nice nope. shirt. It's good Nobody fabric. See it. Soft. Wear it all the time. Smells great. Well, that's more more my detergent than it is the actual shirt. But uh, as a thank you to our listeners, they're offering ten percent off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. That's LEO10. That'll get you 10% off. Any of your friends, too, just, just spread it. Spread it around. Like um, the cheese on Skyline Chili. No, you don't spread that. You just you dig right into it. and you got tried to, to bring it full yeah. circle, listeners. It didn't work. I tried. It didn't work. Um, now on everybody's favorite part of the podcast, it is Brando's Randos. Brandon, what do you got, man? Why the frick didn't Uh-oh. Luke... Fickle leave. I know, dude. Or James Franklin. Either one of them. Get out of town. Here's your bus ticket. Get out of here. Go somewhere better. There are so many better places. I mean, you, again, your amazing outline. Your amazing research. Cincinnati is a stepping stool program. Look, look what Mark D'Antonio went and did. Look what Brian Kelly went and did. Can't yep. really say much more about Butch Jones. Well, or Butch Jones Tommy went, to went to Tennessee, and yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, the regardless, it's a stepping school stool university. Go leave, Luke. <laughs> go somewhere better. Where did we think he was going? Notre Dame. We thought that was a lock. They hire internal. Oklahoma hire internal. It's no, like, they got the defensive coordinator for Clemson. Not to be that guy. Oh, did they? Well, actually, I thought they were internal. Venables. Brent Venables. Um, and then where else could he? I mean, there were a USC. bunch of different spots. Well, USC was done already. That was that's all sorts of money. And Miami. Miami, yeah. He was never going to go to Miami. He's not a Miami guy. Nah, he's not Cuban. He's not, not Cuban. LSU. Wow. Yikes. They hired the Cuban. But regardless, man, I mean, so... Obviously, we're going to get into predictions here in the next segment. Luke Fickle is the only way this team can be good this year. The only way. Is he a good coach? Yes. I mean that seriously. So for the four years he's been here, four years he was there. He's had, out of that four years, basically 12 people last year. I don't know if they were all seniors, but Ritter was there the whole time. Um, Bryant, Gardner, all those guys were there for a long time. I mean, eh, maybe, yeah, I guess I can kind of talk myself out of that. I guess so. Either he recruited him or he coached him up, either one. So, all right. Um, so was we, that a question? No, like, am I supposed to answer that, or were you just yeah, venting? Mean, I'm venting, you guys gotcha. can't answer. But, um, next question we've obviously covered Cincinnati going to the Big 12. Can they sustain success? Like, is Cincinnati with Ohio State, with Kentucky, Louisville, with freaking Indiana Hoosiers, and Notre Dame, Michigan, all right around them? Regionally, they don't have a shot. Can Cincinnati sustain success with slash without Luke Fickle? Hmm. The tougher schedule every year is going to kill them. Um, Baylor, what do you got? Baylor, Kansas State is in. Eh. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's gone. Texas, Texas is gone. gone. You have West Virginia, Oklahoma State, TCU, TCU. 
Houston, I mean, BYU, Iowa State. Maybe. Um, isn't Houston in the AAC right now? They are. Yep. So they do run into Houston every now and then. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's who I Cincinnati that. played in the championship the past two years and yeah. kind of whooped them both times. What's success? So here's the thing. Cincinnati is going to sleep. Don't walk their way to 10 and four this year. Yeah. Which isn't good in a, in a yeah, in a down year. I don't think they can do that necessarily in the big 12, no, but if you look what at I mean. their, what is success? If you look at their recruiting coming in next year, they have a couple studs at running back and receiver, you know, maybe that's a little bit more competitive now that they have the recruiting, you know, tied to the big 12. Who knows? Yeah. For now, as Brandon F- said a, a the bunch key. of times, yeah, fickle yeah. is, is going to be big. I mean, Brandon's got a good point. How much can a team or a school like Cincinnati, I mean, Pickle's going to demand money if they have another big year. I mean, there's going to be some sort of contract negotiation going on there somewhere, but at some point they're not going to be able to maintain that kind of contract. But then I guess you kind of counteract yourself and go back and look at the last few coaches that they've had. And it's like, does, does it really matter? Um, so I guess it depends on where you're putting success. Does that mean making a bowl every year? Sure. Um, but making the college football playoff or being sniffing around it, probably not. So there you go. It kind of got me thinking, obviously we know Cincinnati was the first group of five to kind of, you know, make their place, not only in the playoff, but kind of like in the top of those BCS rankings, you know, Boise state hung around there for a while. UCF had the undefeated season, but let's just talk regionally. Um, Has there been a team like Cincinnati in the past 10, 20 in this century? Like, I can't I can't think of one. I mean, Northern Illinois had a few teams there in the early 2000s. I feel like Central Michigan had a run. Western Michigan, Western Michigan State. Had a, that undefeated season. But I don't know if anyone in the Midwest has kind of had the run Cincinnati's had. Louisville would be the only other one for They're a few years C-C. there. But They're they were C-C. up and down. They're not group of five. No. Yeah. Group of five is what you're saying. Then. Yeah. Uh, no, Cincinnati's definitely the most successful in that region. I mean, you'd have to, and that, you'd and have that, to reach and, down to Houston to find maybe the next one. Right. And that's why I think I give Luke fickle. Cause when Mark D'Antonio was here, when Brian Kelly, they were good, but they weren't this. The only team I can think of is Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Memphis. They seem yeah. to always be like nine and three. Yep. Yeah. And, and have, have big coach turnover. Yep. Yeah, yeah. they're also a stepping uh, stool football team, basketball team. They're a little bit bigger money. Um, all right, last question. And I didn't. I can't believe it took me this long to kind of think of it. But was Cincinnati last year the complete 180 of Penn State the year before? I feel like IU season was lost as soon as it lost to Cincinnati hindsight of course i don't think we thought that i was like oh we played cincinnati tough they could be a you know a, a college playoff team i think we were rah rahing ourselves up but i think um you know i've been on record many times saying i don't think the 2020 season goes as well if we don't beat penn state i think we have a completely different season if we beat cincinnati do you i do i mean i guess that it went to penn state the very next week i think um and it honestly, until the fourth quarter, wasn't it was a competitive game. 
that game until I think Pinnock got rocked and that was the end of his that was the end of his career at IU. Career, yeah. Um and then yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's hard to tell because that puts you at three and one with a, a huge win over a ranked team, three consecutive wins, and then you go to Penn State. I mean, obviously, and you're never going to know the answer to that question, but no, I, I, I don't know. Does that keep Penix from getting hurt? Does it keep him from, I don't know, doing what he did in the four? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, either. That's all I got. All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, tap into uh, producer Seth Sack. What do you got, man? All right, I don't have anything interactive today. I just have a couple of fun facts about Nippert Stadium. It is the fourth oldest venue oh, built fourth, in. I 19- said we already talked about this. Fourth, 1901, okay. fifth, cool. fifth oldest uh, NCAA stadium. So um, they didn't play there until like 1910. And then also, it's named after Jimmy Nippert. Um, the name may not ring a bell because. In 1920s, James Gamble provided $250,000 to complete the stadium and was given naming rights and named it after his grandson, Jimmy, who died from a spike wound while playing football for the Bearcats. Sorry. And somehow there's no additional information about how you can get a spike wound while playing football for the Bearcats. Well, that's it. There you go. He's full of facts. He can he can read the Wikipedia page very well. Um, refuse to talk anymore about since a shitty. <laughs> Jesus. That's twice. Um, <laughs> all right, Seth, stop laughing. Give us your prediction for this game. I wrote down 1713 and I didn't put teams on. Oh, I'm no. gonna go. Uh, I'm fearful that it's IU's first road game. Yep. But I'll give them the nod so far. Let's go. Let's go. Did not see that coming. 1713. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll go go next. I'll go next. Um, I also see quite the duel. Um, Well, you had 1730. You had 30 points. I'm going to raise you uh, 12 more points to 42 total points. And I have the same IU victory margin. I have 23-19. I think this game is four field goals by the Cincinnati Bearcats plus a touchdown. That's how you get to 19. Um, And I think it's three field goals and two touchdowns. I think a lot of field goals are going to kick in this uh, game because, um, you know, good or bad offenses team tend to stall in the red zone. Um, I think this is going to be very close game. Um, and I think uh, this game ends in a fourth and goal stop by the Hoosiers. Oh, my God. Um, leave it to me. <laughs> uh, Get out the brooms. Get I'm out a, the brooms. I'm a little bit higher total score. I got 51. Um, but I, I, I'm i going to the game, he's, guys. He's changing it. He's changing I'm going, it. No, I'm not changing I'm not changing it. I'll share the screen if you want. Uh, I'm going to the game. The Seth's right. It's going to be IU 24, Cincinnati 27. Your road record is not great. We have to acknowledge it. We have to speak on it. We got to get the bad juju out. I understand you went to Ohio once before. They lost to Bowling Green. 
We oh, know God. this. This has been documented. What a thousand NFL players on that team. <laughs> you're oh, not God. integral to the outcome. Quit thinking you're important. You uh, have yeah. little to no impact on the outcome of the game. None. Zero. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to stick with the score. I'm going to be the pessimist. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Anything else? That? Anything else we want to add to this? Uh, to this before we finish like up? On the here. Jim Helper gift. What is going on? Yeah. Sorry um, about that. Because you're you're the ever the optimist. I don't get it. Okay. You know. Go. We'll see. We'll see when we get to the actual preview of the game. We'll see. Uh, be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast. Elio. We're doing nothing but a bunch of retweets and stuff right now, but yeah, there you go. Uh, for game time, that's where you want to check us out. Seth, the Seth will be, uh, tweeting like crazy. Be sure to download, follow rate review on all of our platforms. We've, we've got about everything out there for you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week when we talk about another overrated foe, the Nebraska corn strippers. Then Jaden Ivy to Sacramento. Yes. Please no. (laughs) I want Seth watching West Coast NBA basketball. (laughs) I I can't be up. I can't be up past 1030. Come on. (laughs) So if he goes there, that means we get Murray. So that works for me. All right. uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Elio. 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 Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.